And now, live from Level 5 Productions on the island of Milleronia, it's The Larry Miller Show! Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and everyone who wants his grandfather to be a great plumber. Hi, folks, and welcome back to The Larry Miller Show. I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And boy, oh boy, is it beautiful today. And is there excitement today? Well, actually, it is. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of exciting. But the point is, we're not on Milleronia today. And there are good reasons for that. That's the reason for the excitement. We're back on the mainland, and we're at our studio here at Stately Miller Manor. And, well, that's always exciting right there, frankly. And uh, you know what? Boy, oh, boy, it is gorgeous here today. And, again, that music makes us feel so good. It really does. We smile, and we look at each other and smile because we're so lucky and so grateful to be talking to you guys right now. And, of course, that's the Burt Lancaster Orchestra and the Brandy Carnes Dancers, featuring boy tenor Brad Simpson asking the musical question, If I'm at a carnival and I pay six bucks for a chocolate malt, is that a fair shake? Well, sure it is. It's a fair shake to the guy who sold it to you, right? That's something that, oh, if you want it to be a fair shake to you, too, fill a silver snifty with brandy and take it to the carnival with you. Take a few big slugs out of the malt, fill it back up again with the brandy, then keep doing that back and forth until the malt is gone, and so is the brandy. Then hit the games at the carnival and see how many statues you can knock down. I, I, I'll tell you right now, probably none. But that's all right. Those are hard to knock down anyway. Great question, though, Brad. If I'm at a carnival and I pay six bucks for a chocolate malt, is that a fair shake? Well, I don't think anything's a fair shake anymore, but I think I just told you how it could be. And by PayPal. That's right. You know what? PayPal's still the company. Boy, oh boy. It's wonderful to be working with them. I'm glad they back our show. And uh, if you enjoy my show, by the way, and you and why wouldn't you? And you'd like to send us a few bucks to help out, and why wouldn't you? You can do it through PayPal. And, uh, well, you know me, instead of saying donate or pay what you like or join the Platinum Committee or something like that, I like to say buy us some drinks because there are different levels, levels one through five, all the way up to... We're driving to Florida! Sounds like that yes guy could use a chocolate malt himself. So could we, by the way, now that I think of it. Well, folks, you know what? Do that. Uh, investigate PayPal. Join up with them. And you don't have to go anywhere because you just go right to our website, which is LarryMillerPodcast.com. Who's on the mountain? Tom Mix. <laughs>
<laughs> it's a good one. And what a perfect time of the year, by the way, for a big baseball game like that coming up to the well, the well, the end of the end of the pennant series and uh, and the start of the World Series. And also it's very close. Colonel Jeff uh knew that's very close to the cheers we get when we toss someone into one of the volcanoes. And uh as you know, that's a lot of people. That's about fifty thousand people cheering. So that that guy that guy's not gonna get a lot of sympathy when he says, Could I have another chance? But uh we're not <laughs> as you know we're not big on sympathy on Milleronia. We're great on weather, and we're great on nice lawns, and we're great on good manners and good food, and, well, and snifters with brandy in them. I should be completely honest. Well, not completely, but I think I should be honest that way. Do that. Go to our website, LarryMillerPodcast.com. Who's on the mountain? Tom Mix. <laughs> boy that's a that's a horn you want to get out of that guy's way if that's the sound of his horn ha! <laughs> do that come to uh and get and click the paypal banner there you know what every little bit helps us keep the old leg lamp lit over here and uh thank you to everyone who's contributed already it uh, means the world and gives us another big smile. And thank you for those who are going to contribute now because you've had a little bit of the snifter yourself. There's always a good reason for it. Thank you, folks. And uh, you know what? That that brings me, frankly, to my favorite part of the show, the joke of the week. This is a pretty good one. Uh, Colonel and I both chuckled at this one. I hope you do, too. And as you know, it's a great pleasure to pass on uh, good jokes to you, to you all. And if you like this one, pass it on yourselves, to your family and loved ones and your friends. And uh, even Mr. Donahue, the mailman. I don't know why that came into my head about uh, three or four days ago. That's when, well... All kids in all houses knew the name of the mailman. And it was on a very friendly, nice relationship that, and I would always, to, to be polite, my parents always said, and I always did it. And so, good morning, Mr. Donahue. And, uh, he would always, you know, uh, give a you know, pat on the head, a nice smile. So, uh, I don't know who our mailman is here. I saw him yesterday. And I waved, and he waved back. Well, that's good, too. That's pretty good right there. So here's uh, the joke of the week that we liked so much. Mom is in the house putting towels away on the bedroom floor there, and uh, she hears one of her kids in his room there, and he's just he's talking, but loud. He's very loud, and she's never heard him that loud. What in the world? She thinks, you know, he's so loud from his room, and she... Well, she goes into the room there. She opens the door and she looks in and there's, well, there's the boy. And he's, he's, well, he's loud. It turns out he's saying a prayer. And he's saying, oh, please, God, let me, let me have a new bicycle. I really want a new bicycle. Please, God, get me a new bicycle. Please. 
And uh, she says, to, she holds her hand up and she says, well, wait a minute, wait, what do you, take it easy. Why are you praying so loud that God's not hard of hearing? And he says, I know, but Grandma is. <laughs> we got a kick out of that one, and I hope you did too. Well, in any case, though, that's right. There's some, as you know, some jokes are silly. Some jokes are, whoa, really powerful and fierce. And every so often, some are just make you feel good. And, uh, well, that young fella had a good plan to get himself a new bicycle. And I think that's the kind of plan uh, where even God would, you know, when they meet one day, even God will say, enough already. Would you please? Uh, but with a big smile. In any case, that brings me to my second favorite part of the show. The Poetry Corner. Lovely as always. And yes, I think that fellow with the cough could use a slug of chocolate malt. And uh, as could we all. Right, folks? This is a lovely poem by the great Samuel Taylor Coleridge. I read one from him a few weeks ago. He's wonderful. He was British. He was. They lived from 1772 to 1834. And this is interesting. He was the son of a vicar, and he preached too but decided not to become a minister. He became friends with William Wordsworth, and they collaborated to produce the great lyrical ballads. But this one is good, folks, and I, I hope you like it. It's called The Good Great Man by Samuel Taylor Coleridge. How seldom, friend, a good great man inherits honor or wealth with all his worth and pains. It sounds like stories from the land of spirits. If any man obtain that which he merits, or any merit that which he obtains. Reply to the above. For shame, dear friend, renounce this canting strain. What wouldst thou have a good great man obtain? Place? Titles? Salary, a gilded chain, or throne of courses which his sword had slain. Greatness and goodness are not means, but ends. Hath he not always treasures, always friends? The good great man, three treasures, love and light, and calm thoughts regular as infant's breath, and three firm friends more sure than day and night, himself, his maker, and the angel death. Isn't that lovely? I don't know many poems that end with the word death, by the way, but, I, you know, it's they can be lovely, too. Anyway, thank you, Mr. Coleridge, the good great man, folks. And that brings me to my third favorite part of the show, MMM, Magic Movie Moment.
this is a terrific movie, folks, and uh, I'll bet you a dollar you already love it. And it's worth your affection, too. It's from 1989, and it's called Field of Dreams, directed by Phil Alden Robinson, starring, you know, Kevin Costner, James Earl Jones, Ray Liotta, so many people. Amy Madigan is his wife, and so many fine folks in that movie. And you know what? And I worked near there, by the way. The movie uh, I was in a movie called The Final Season, which was shot in Norway, Iowa, a beautiful town. Just and it was based on a true story. Five hundred people in the whole town there, and not many in the high school. The high school had a total of twenty-five, thirty kids, but they made the greatest baseball teams. And kept going, kept winning the state tournaments. This is really a wonderful story. Oh, and this was a good cast, too, boy. You know, uh, this was Powers Booth and Sean Astin and me and many others. And in any case, beautiful country there. And that's right near where Field of Dreams was shot. And you know what? There's so much that really is moving in that movie. And uh, this is, well, this is a big part of it where everything leads up to in that fine story. And they're at the house and they're on the field and everything has gone by where, oh, this cast, what a great cast, dear God, with Burt Lancaster in a two playing Doc Graham, who was the older man, of course, was, who was played by, well, Archie Graham. And, oh, boy, oh, boy. You know what? And they're on the field there, and he, he seeing his father there, you know, uh, if you build it, he will come, says Ray Liotta, as shoeless Joe Jackson, and he nods his head from the outfield over there. And Kevin Costner sees, well, that catcher takes his mask off, and he sees... It's his father as a young man before, as he says in the, in the script, before life wore him down. And uh, he's so, he doesn't know what to do and he walks over there and ultimately he takes a walk with them. You know, he says to his wife, I don't even know what to say. And his wife says, why don't you introduce him to his granddaughter? And, and she smiles and he's, that's a good idea. And well, he doesn't. He he does introduce him to well his wife and just as my wife and his our daughter. And you know what? But he doesn't say, and I'm your son, and this is so meaningful to see you. So uh his wife, well, Amy Madigan says, takes the daughter away and says, Well, why don't we leave you two alone just just to talk? And then it's the two of them walking along, and they do talk oh, about this and that. They still haven't revealed anything, and Kevin Costner just also doesn't, still doesn't know exactly what to say. And as they're walking along, it's beautiful. It's twilight time. It's still gorgeous, and the, the sun is still out. And his father says to him, uh, they stop and look out over the field, and his father says, Is this heaven? And Costner smiles 
And he says, no, it's Iowa. And uh, maybe Iowa is heaven. Maybe I didn't know. And then Costner, just a few seconds later, Costner says to him, is there a heaven? And the catcher, his young father, says, oh, yes, it's the place that dreams come true. And that sure is a beautiful moment, folks. And it leads, more or less, they still haven't introduced themselves. And Kevin wants to very much, but he doesn't know how. And they get back to the first base line, and his father says, well, I guess it's time for me to leave. And uh, and we in the audience, you, I, everyone, is almost crying, saying, say something, do something. Dear God, how are you going to let this pass too? And there's a brief moment. They look at each other, and the father walks away to go, to leave. And Costner stands there and lowers his head and then suddenly just says, Hey, Dad, want to have a catch? It's a great line. And the father turns and says, with a small smile, I'd like that. And that's what they do. Oh, which may be one of the best parts of baseball, too. Father and son have a catch. And we hear that ball smack into their mitts. And at the, there's a great acting part. Well, Costner was great in this anyway. He always is. But at one point, the, the ball goes into his glove, and he looks at it for a second. He looks at the glove the sound that ball makes that is so meaningful to everyone who's ever played ball. It's just wonderful. And he looks at it, and then he looks at the glove, and then he throws it back. But I always remember thinking, boy, he's a good athlete, and that's good acting, to bring that into the part, into that moment. Well, folks, you know what? That's a magic movie moment to me. And I hope it is to you, too. And that's, yes, that's why we put in Burt Lancaster there. That was his last part. That was his final role in Field of Dreams. And he did it beautifully. He was such a great part of that movie. Where he walks out of that field and suddenly turns back into the older man, Burt Lancaster, to save the life of Costner's daughter, who's, well, choking on a, some, something she just ate. They were all great folks. And you know what? There is nothing better than baseball. Well, all sports are great and organized sports are great. But you know something? I'll tell you right now, I've been getting ready for a movie part I have coming up. In fact, uh, tomorrow I'm flying to New York. And I'm going to be, uh, Pete Siegel is directing a movie called Second Act with Jennifer Lopez and uh, and me. And a great cast in it. And I've worked for Pete before. He's a great director. And he called about a week ago. He called here and just said, well, said something great. He said, this part is just for you. I really wanted you in this part. 
And uh, the producers wanted to get someone locally from New York. And I said, no, you know what? Larry Miller can dance all over this. Well, it's very nice to say that. But uh, that's where I'm going. And I decided at my wife's suggestion to do a few things, to get a few things. I went uh, clothes shopping at uh, at a nice uh, clothes place in Beverly Hills. And I know that sounds fancier, by the way. I went there on a Sunday. I liked them very much over there. And Beverly Hills is a strange place for whatever it's worth. It was empty. It was like the day the earth stood still. I mean, it was it was almost crazy. Where is everyone? There was no one. And I'm telling you, no one. I don't mean a couple of people walking there and a couple walking there. I mean, zero. And I pulled up and parked, but I did. I got, well, sure, why not? And I, I got some uh, new clothes, and, uh, well, I got also, she suggested, uh, you, you know what, uh, get a facial. She knew a, a place that's a, a good place around here in our home on the mainland. And uh, just one one town, one city over. And I went there, and I'll tell you what, folks. You know what? It doesn't sound like the, uh, well, maybe it doesn't sound like the manliest thing to do. But it was great. This this woman there puts everything on. You you take your stuff off. You take your shirt off and your T-shirt off. And you get on that table in one of those rooms that's really nicely done. They got music playing. But I mean, she puts everything on you on the chest and the face and ears and the, the head, top of the head and everything. I'm telling you, you need that hydrating. Make it, you know, loaded with water instead of just dry as a bone. And I mean, she would rub that in and, and gently and leave it there and do that three, four times and put these hot mitts on your hands. I don't know what they look like because I had my eyes closed. So I couldn't see the, the other staff dancing. But no, I'm just being silly. You know what? They She was wonderful. And then I said after that, that was last Friday. And I said, after that, you see, you know, I'm leaving Thursday of next week. And I uh, I said, do you have any t- time again? Can I come back again? Is that too soon to come back? She said, it's not too soon. No, it's not. And I came back yesterday to her place. And, uh, and I said, holy mackerel, we did it again. Same thing again. Plus, she gave me stuff I, I haven't even put on yet today. Stuff to take home, stuff to take to New York with me. Because I told her, I said, you know, uh, I'm an actor and I got a part in something. She says, I know, I know. She was very sweet. And you know what? That's what I'm going to do. So the second time, the point is, yesterday, I leave her place. And it's just, as I said, the city next to us. And I walk over and I called my wife on uh, my cell phone. Just said, it was about a little after five, five after five. And I asked her if she wanted dinner. She wanted me to get her something and... Maybe we'll go out to dinner. And she asked me for a place that Colonel Jeff knows. In fact, it's a Vietnamese restaurant, which uh, is run by a wonderful family. Everybody is so sweet there. And uh, she said, yeah, get me that. Get me a this and a that from there. And I did, and I walked out. And I said, all right. And I, there was a place a couple of stores down that just said uh, Philly cheese steaks uh, with big bright colors. And I said, you know what? I'm going to stick my head in there. Maybe I'll get one of those. And I did. I went in there. And folks, 
it was just it was one father and one daughter just uh, eating some chips and a and a cup of coke there and uh, no one else. Place was empty and I ordered. There was a young girl who was a this was an after school job for her, so she's behind the counter. And I'm telling you, I was so really laid out by that facial from yesterday. I was I was almost floating. Felt like I was floating by on a cloud. And I mean it. And she said, well, and I said, yeah, just, uh, so I ordered a chicken and mushroom thing, whatever they are. I said, whatever it is, it's fine. And I noticed on the TVs, they had one in the back and one in the front, the Yankees were playing. And the Yankees were playing the Astros. And they were at Yankee Stadium. And it was the fourth game of the American League Conference Series which I don't hear people talk about this much, but in other words, they're going for the pennant. They're competing for the pennant. And I think that's what we should call it. But for crying out loud, I, my mouth dropped open the Yankees. Yes, I'm a Yankee fan. I, But I think any baseball fan would say, come on, if you don't know, folks, they're playing at Yankee Stadium in the fourth game of the ALCS and it's the bottom of the eighth. The Yankees in the game had been down 4 nothing to the Astros. And every time the girl behind the counter said something to me, I couldn't quite hear her because I was floating from the facial. And I'm watching the Yankees. I'm just standing there. And she had said, you know, they make them ask a lot of questions for these places. They always do. You don't need it. And I don't need it. But she said, uh, they want uh, sauce, something with sauce. And I looked at her and I said, wait, what? She said, do you want a sauce? For no, 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 no. Thank Just whatever it, whatever it is. Fine. Thank you. And I don't mind saying, yeah, I was getting a tiny bit uh, cranky because I just wanted to stand there floating from the facial and watching the Yankees. And they're really playing well and they're hitting well. And they had now two men on base. And then... Then bases loaded, and they just and they were still they're down two run, they were down. They had tied it up. I mean, uh, it was four four now. Bottom of the eighth inning, at home, in Yankee Stadium, and they were. And then I'm watching. I gotta gotta get a hit now. Gotta you know get get one or two runs ahead here in the bottom of the. And she said something else to me behind the counter. I said, "Wait, wait, what? 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 She it said, do you want onions?'" And I just, you know, I wanted to say, and I did. I just said, whatever you, I, I put up whatever you want. Just please don't add, forgive me. And I'll take a, you want a soda? Yes, a soda. I'll take a soda. Yeah, but give me the cup, please. And uh, she said, uh, you feel, I'll let you know when it's uh, done. All right, fine. Let me know anything you want. And I just filled it, got myself a cold Coke with plenty of ice. And I went and sat at the table and started watching this game. And folks, the Yankees scored two runs at that point. I think it was a double from Aaron Judge. But you know what? Amazing. Now it's 6-4 Yankees for the American League pennant. Not this game, for the fourth game in it. As you know, the series, the pennant series is five games. It's The team that score, wins three games out of five wins the pennant. At any rate, I'm sitting there and then... Uh, a guy, one of the cooks, she, she just went in the back there, and one of the cooks 
came, you know, had said to me at a certain point, because they got the bases loaded again. And now it's 6-4, bases loaded again. I think it was Sanchez coming up. I can't remember, but it, it was, it's very exciting. It's baseball. And it's beautiful out. It's, it's only like 5-20, 5-30 now, and I'm, and I'm sitting at a table watching the game. And I'm going to get my wife something to to eat. And the point is, he said he said he didn't speak English. He couldn't speak English, but fellow behind the counter now just said. So he 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 called, and I looked over, and he had the the, the chicken thing. I said, "Good, oh, good, good, good. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you." And now I decided I just got up, whisked it away, and brought it back to the table, and just sat down and stared at the TV. Well, folks, I think it was Sanchez, and he gets up. Bases loaded, two outs at Yankee Stadium. Come on. Anybody not love that? Just to hear that? You don't have to be a Yankee fan like me, but it helps. And you should be, by the way, but it helps. And then suddenly, for the first pitch in his at-bat, the pitcher just winds up and tosses it. Bam! The TV goes off. The game is off. And someone had switched. I don't mean broken, just. And I'm, look, I'm looking at it. What, 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 what? And suddenly, the pregame for the Dodgers game comes on. You all know what a pregame is. It's four guys sitting in a row. And two of them are ex athletes, as you can tell by the way the suits fit, which is. Well, frightening, to be honest. I mean, they're just in huge, fabulous shape. And, folks, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe the game. The game was all, all what happened with the, what, what, what? I couldn't think of anything to say. I just, there's no one there. And I went, I look, looked around, what, what? I kept saying the word, what? It was the only thing I could think of to say, except a few other four-letter words that I wasn't going to say. I wasn't going to say there, and I won't say here. You know those words, and I. But I, so I kept saying, "What? What? 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 What?" I, 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 I couldn't stop saying "what," and the guy behind the counter got a little scared. I don't know how I looked, but I meant just "what? What? What?" The game was bases load. What? What? And he said, "What?" And I said, "What?" And he said. He just pointed. Remember, he doesn't speak English. He said, girl, you know, the girl behind the counter went in the back and she changed the channel. And I, what, what? All I could keep saying was, what game? Base is loaded. Base is loaded. And I'm screaming it now. And I stood up again. I must have looked like Bigfoot to him. I, you know, I was just, my face was twisted in a, a snarl about, a minute later, she turned the game back on. She didn't come out. And I tipped her nicely, by the way. I wanted to reach my hand into that jar and say, tell her I'm taking the tip back. But she changed it back to the game. And the game, now it's, remember, bottom of the eighth, they did not score more. So now it's the top of the ninth, and the Astros are up. And it's 6-4 Yankees, and I couldn't um, just looking down at this chicken thing and my Coke, and I didn't want, couldn't eat anything. Good Lord, I! how can you eat after screaming what 30 times? And it was still a lovely day. I just stood up. I think I was almost shaking. 
And I took the stuff and tossed it. I said, tell her to turn. She can turn on C-SPAN, whatever she wants. I, I don't. How do you turn off the Yankees with bases loaded? Does no one know what baseball is? And, you know, I, so I just said goodbye. Thank you. I don't think I, think I said thank I wasn't feeling and filled with gratitude there. But I, I walked out. Still a nice day. Went to my car and just got in, shuffling my feet. First of all, it's an interesting lesson for you, for me, for everyone. I came out of that facial floating like an angel. I called my wife, and I knew I could get her something she really wanted for dinner. And I saw this Philly cheesesteak place, and I thought, well, let me just go in there. And then suddenly the Yankees are on, and, and it all falls apart. And the word, <laughs> the whole world explodes. But you know what? That's all right. It's, it's good to tell that story because there is a lesson in it. I don't know what yet, but if I ever saw that, that young woman again, she's 15, 16, as I said, it's an after-school you know, job to pick up a couple of bucks. <sighs> so I'm going to New York to be in a movie with Jennifer Lopez, directed by Pete Siegel, called... Second act. Now, will I go to a World Series game at Yankee Stadium if they make it and get the pennant and the series starts? You bet I will. Of course, who wouldn't? Wouldn't you? I'm uh, I'm going to be staying in a, in a hotel down on the Lower East Side near where a lot of the sets they're using. And I've never been there, but I don't care. And I think it's actually pretty close to Katz's Delicatessen. And I... I'll be going there, too, on a day off. Come on, it's been, well, years and years and years since I've been there. So I, all right, so I'm lucky. I got a good part. I got new clothes, two facials, and a haircut. I know I'm bald, but you'd be surprised how much hair you can have when you're bald. And, uh phew. I don't think I'm going to go back to that Philly cheesesteak place again because I, I don't, that kind of thing sticks with you. If I saw that, that woman behind the counter, the 15-year-old, I might just walk over, you know, and be wearing a Yankee cap. You know what, folks? It's It's good to remember that. I wouldn't forget a thing that had to do with great baseball. I'm going to call... And Colonel Jeff and I are going to do our show from, well, the hotel where I'm staying in New York. And I'll have something to tell you then. And it won't just be about my face. Be well, folks. And you know what? You and I know the same things about baseball and the same things about good manners and the same things about how suddenly a great mood can turn to something where you feel like strangling someone. But I don't care. You know that too, that Homer is Homer. Pluto is a planet. And so remember, folks, as always, if you walked out of bed today and had a job to go to and a home to come back to and someone there who cares about you, folks, the game's over and you've won. 
no matter who wins. Be well, and we'll see you here next time. <laughs>